0: Welcome to Growing in the Gospel with Father Zach Weber. It is the first Sunday of Advent. Well, here we are, Father Zach here, and it's Advent, a new year in the Catholic liturgical cycle. So technically, we start 2020. Might be a good time just encourage you just to look at your past year and the litany of thanksgiving, write out all the things that you're grateful for. Uh, and if you find a block, just really ask the Lord to reveal to you uh, where you're ungrateful and just be patient in waiting for his response. Our gospel this Sunday comes from Matthew 24, 37 through 44. So I encourage you, as always, call upon the Holy Spirit, get out your catechism, and if you can, do a Bible study with your friends or a loved one. Because, you know, we have so much to be grateful for. And as we head into Advent, we just came from Christ the King Sunday. And if Jesus is Lord, if Jesus is King, He's either King or Lord of everything or He's King or Lord of nothing. So let's encourage you to surrender to Him and to really look at your life and see this as a new opportunity to begin again. And you can do that through of course, through um, confession, hopefully daily repentance. And one habit I would encourage you to do that I do every day is, you know, make your bed every morning, first thing, to honor the poor. And then get on your knees and surrender the day to the Lord and ask for His grace. Ask to be filled with His Holy Spirit. Because typically when we live a disordered life or a distracted life, we go to church and we have distracted thoughts. We go to church and we have disordered thoughts. But when we begin a routine life, we live more with more routine, we have less distractions when we're disciplined, and we're more able to see where the Lord is leading us. So I encourage you to make that habit this, this, um, this Advent. And our gospel, this weekend again, is Matthew 24, 37 through 44, which begins with, Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, up to the day that Noah entered the ark. They did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So it will be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be out in the field, one will be taken and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill, one will be taken and one will be left. Therefore stay awake." For you do not know on which day your Lord will come. Be sure of this. If the master of the house had known the hour of the night when the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and not let his house be broken into. So too, you also must be prepared. For at an hour you do not expect the Son of Man will come. Some people might hear that gospel and say, shots fired. But our Lord warns us to be ready. And maybe just ask yourself, ask yourself, am I ready? If, if Christ showed up right now where I'm sitting or where I am, would I recognize Him or, or would I run from Him? Would I recognize Him or would I run from Him? Or even run to Him? Our Lord comes to us in the Mass every Sunday. He comes to us in His Holy Spirit and we call upon Him. But also, we have to turn away from our sins. We have to repent. And that is a sign of the water, the cleansing water that we hear from from in Noah. So as we hear in verse 38, it says, For as in those days before the flood... You know, the flood is called to teach us a lesson based on unexpected catastrophe. You can see that in Daniel 9.26. Except for Noah and his family and the rest of his generation showed no concern for God. So Noah and his family repented. They turned towards the Lord. But others were distracted by the concerns of the world and were destroyed in God's judgment. And Noah's ark is always a sign of the church, the prefigurement of the church to help us through the choppy waters of life, the waves of the world. And knowing that Christ and his church can never be separated. And we need the church to guide us because, again, Christ and his church can never be separated. You can see that in Luke 10:16. So now they're giving, they're eating, they're drinking, they're marrying, they're giving in marriage until the day of when Noah entered the ark. And they did not n- know until the flood came and swept them all away. So it will be at the of, coming at the Son of Man. So we have to be ready. We have to be prepared. We hear, we hear the saying that, you know, there's two men in the field, there's two women grinding at the mill. One is taken, one is left. So this scenario follows Jesus' example of Noah and the flood. The righteous will be left, just as Noah and his family will be spared, you can see that in Sirach 44, 17, but the wicked will be taken as Noah's generation was swept away by the flood. And the Lord just says, you know, stay awake, or he says, "Be be, be at watch, be attentive, be vigilant, be prepared, for you do not know on what day or what hour the Lord is coming. So a prominent theme in Jesus' teaching is watch, be ready, be prepared. It addresses the glorious coming of Christ at three levels, so the first level is a past historical, right? So the disciples, those who have completely surrendered their lives to Christ, which we are called to do every single day, completely all in, were to look v- vigilantly for Christ's judgment, lest they fail to heed to his words and evacuate the city of Jerusalem in 70 AD before its demise. You can see that in, in uh, Matthew 24:16. So there's a past historical, but there's also the present liturgical. So disciples must look with faith to see the coming of Christ in the Eucharist. So here too, Jesus' presence must be discerned to avoid divine judgment when he comes in the sacrament. First Corinthians eleven twenty-seven 27 through 29, you can read that where St. Paul talks about, if we do not discern the body and blood, we are wishing condemnation and judgment upon ourselves. Clearly it is a call to go to confession, to make sure we're not in a state of mortal sin. We're called to be in a state of grace, to know what we receive, and I, I'm guessing most of you, like me, wonder: Do people even know what a state of grace is? Do they know if they're in a state of a state of grace or if they're in a state of mortal sin? Maybe the Lord is just gently calling you: Be prepared. Look at your priest. Look at the schedule. Go on your parish website and figure out what time confession is, because that's how we watch. That's how we become prepared. For the, for the third thing, which is the third, which is the future eschatological, right? So the future, or eschaton, or the end times, disciples must watch for Christ's second coming in glory at the end of history. So being vigilant in faith and good works is necessary to inherit eternal life. And that coming of Jesus comes from the parousia, right? So which literally means presence, but can also denote an appearing or visitation. So the word... Coming is used four times in Matthew 24 and 20 times in the rest of the New Testament. It is sometimes used in Greek literature to describe the visitation of a king or a high official to a city he has previously conquered. So when they talk about this coming, what Jesus is talking about, he's saying, I am coming to conquer the world. I'm coming to conquer the reign of the evil one. So in this sense, it presumes a period of absence before the king's return. So the Bible uses, uses the word "perusia" or coming in a similar way for the arrival of important people. But more importantly, it denotes the coming of Jesus Christ, who brings judgment upon his enemies and rescues his faithful disciples. And the work can refer both to Christ's visitation of of destruction upon Jerusalem in 70 AD, as well as his second advent at the end of time as judge of the living and the dead. Maybe just ask yourself, am I ready? Am I ready? Because we don't know when the time will come. Because we didn't know we would more prepared, but the Lord gives us warnings in his gospel to remember that he has power. But also, we don't know when we're gonna die. We don't know when our time will come. And we also don't have to wait until we die to repent and to turn our lives completely over, to turn our hearts completely over to God. And the gospel is full of people doing that and full of a few people who are unable to do that. Jesus is King or Lord of everything or he's King and Lord of nothing in your life. So you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The song I'm going to close with is a song called John's Song which has no words and it is by Joseph and Bone. Maybe the encouragement is to speak less this Advent. Maybe the encouragement is to spend more time in silence with the Word, spending time with Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, or maybe just Mary, or maybe just Joseph, and ask them, how did you prepare for Jesus? How did you take time to be ready? Know of my prayers for you and your families in your parishes, this Advent. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.